Hey everybody and welcome to this week's mini episode of the Cosmic Savannah. My name is Tim Rolf and I'll be your host for today. As some of you already know, Justin and Dan have gotten in several of us trainees to perform our own little mini episodes for you guys to help us to develop our skills as podcast hosts, editors, and transcribers. The process has been really awesome, and I hope you guys have been enjoying our work so far. This week, I interviewed Simbatra Johnson. She's a PhD candidate at the University of Cape Town's Astronomy Department, and her work involves completing a galactic plane survey. Some of the cool bits about Sambatra's research involves the fact that she'll be looking at a region of space known as the Velo Supercluster that lies just beyond the zone of avoidance. So if you guys just scroll around the Cosmic Savannah blog site here, you'll be able to see one of the images has a picture of what the zone of avoidance looks like, along with a little bit of a description. Essentially, it's just the obscuration of dust and other stars that creates this region of space that we can't actually penetrate. If you guys are a little bit confused about what I mean by, or what Mbatra means by the galactic plane, the featured image on this week's episode is a all-sky survey that was done in the infrared infrared uh, spectrum and shows our local universe. Right at the center of the image, you'll see a thin white band with like tan and white colored uh, stars and dust. That is the galactic plane. So essentially, it's just this flat line where most of the stellar matter lies. And at the center of which is a supermassive black hole. And that creates this obscuration. And just some last technical terms before we get on to the interview. Sambatra mentions the words uniformity and isotropy. Now, uniformity, sometimes known also as homogeneity, just means that the universe on a large enough scale has the same spread of matter or stars or stuff, really. To put it simply, if you just take two large enough areas of the universe and you compare the two of them, they will have the same spread of matter across them. And isotropy means that the universe is the same in every direction. So it doesn't matter if you look forward or backwards, the universe will be the same. Now enough of me talking, let's get down to this week's episode. What's up everybody? And today I'm joined by Sambatra Rajonson. She is a PhD candidate at UCT. Welcome to the show, Sambatra. Hi Tim. Thank you for welcoming me. That's no problem. I have a few intro questions quickly. So for people who don't know you, you're not actually from South Africa. So if you can tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you managed to get to UCT. Okay, it's a bit of a long story, but I will try to summarize it. So I am from Madagascar and I did my undergraduate studies and I obtained my master's degree from the University of Antananarivo in the capital. And during the same period, I was also participating to the DARA basic program. DARA stands for Development in Africa with Radio Astronomy. And it was basically a technical training in radio astronomy observation. And from that, one of our lecturers, Professor Claude Karinen, he proposed me to do a PhD with him at the University of Cape Town. And I've accepted. So that's why I ended up here in Cape Town. Cool. That's very cool. And how are you finding it in Cape Town so far? It's a cool. Oh, it's a very beautiful city. It's also my first time, like, really living abroad. So I'm trying to adjust myself with all the changes, but 
now I see it's a very good place to be. Okay, that's awesome. And so you mentioned that your project is in radio astronomy. Could you tell us a little about that? Okay, so I'm working with Professor René Cancourt-Vernau and Dr. Bradley Frank on the Galactic Plane Survey, or GPS. And we are using the radio telescope Meerkat, which is here in South Africa. And we are trying to find structures of galaxies that are located behind the Milky Way plane by searching for their neutral hydrogen or H1 emission, which only a radio telescope can trace. Okay. So they're obscured by the galactic plane. How are you actually able to tell that something's behind the galactic plane? Yeah, so the zone which is behind that Milky Way plane that we are trying to look at is called the zone of avoidance. That's so we're most <laughs> Yes, a little bit. So most of astronomers are trying to avoid it due to the strong dust obscuration and strong stellar density, which hides mostly everything behind it, especially if you're looking at optical wavelength. But if we use other telescopes or other wavelengths, such as infrared or radio, so this obscuration is reduced. So we are not really affected. So we can see things behind the Milky Way using, for example, radio telescopes. Okay, that's very cool. Very, very cool. And your work in that zone of avoidance, what are you looking for? Are you looking for new galaxies? So we are trying to complete the mapping of the large-scale structure of the sky. So we are trying to find structures that are hidden behind the Milky Way. So we have, for example, a particular region of interest, which is the Vila Supercluster which is located beyond that zone of avoidance, situated toward the constellation of Vila. So the JPS survey will allow us to find hidden structures, how filaments are connected. Um, Yes. JPS, what does that stand for? Oh, the Galactic Plane Survey. We call it JPS Survey. Oh, yeah, the GPS, you said. Okay, yeah. Yes. So we are trying to find if there are hidden structures, how filaments are connected there behind the Milky Way. Are there, for example, crossing walls from that Vila supercluster? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So I'm not very familiar with the filaments. Could you give us a little bit uh-huh. of an explanation on that, please? Yes. So from the cosmology cap principle, it states that the universe is uniform and isotropic. However, when we are looking into details, so we are like zooming into the universe, we can see that actually the universe is highly structured. So for example, galaxies are connected each other to form elongated filaments or walls. And there are also small and large concentration of galaxies which form clusters, galaxy groups, and superclusters. And between them, there are also just large empty voids. Yeah, so they are forming what we are calling the cosmic web. So like a web-like structure in the universe. Yeah. So that's the large-scale structure. So everything is connected in what approximates to a, a web, essentially, but not like a 2D web, it's in 3D. Which yes. Is, which is really, really cool. That's, mm. very, that's fascinating. That's awesome. I was wondering... 
your work, you said that by working in the radio, you're actually able to penetrate past the galactic plane and into the zone of avoidance, which you wouldn't be able to do in optical. Uh How does your work then work with the optical astronomers? So how, how are you guys able to back each other up essentially and provide more information into your work, for instance, if an optical, if an optical astronomer would also like to, would they be, would it be possible to look into the zone of avoidance and help you add or? So for optical astronomers, they cannot really look entirely at the zone of avoidance. Maybe there will be some part where they will be able to look into, but a very small part of it. And they have already tried to like make the mapping of the entire sky, but then they miss out the zone of avoidance. So maybe they have obtained some images of galaxies that are next to the zone of avoidance, but not exactly in the middle of the pack zone. There have been also infrared astronomers who tried to look into it. So they have found more galaxies. So the galaxies in the zone of avoidance have been extended, but it's not yet fully mapped. So that's why you have to add with radio band so that you can find more. Okay, that's very, very cool. One final question. I'm just interested. So why would someone who's, you know, just getting into astronomy, what would you say to them to interest them okay. to coming to you? Yeah, so you say your um, a presentation on your work, I, I suppose. I think my work is like quite a challenge because most of astronomers are trying to avoid that zone. We are particularly going directly into it. So it's a challenge to be able to discover galaxies that have been never observed in optical before or even never found before. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of a pioneer. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. But it's also quite hard. It's it's challenging. <laughs> Do you get to name any galaxies or stars that you find in the zone of avoidance? From now on, I'm just starting my project, so I don't know yet about that. Like, how are we going to name them? Maybe according to the telescope, because we will be using Meerkat. So maybe the name of the source will be linked to the Meerkat telescope, but I'm not yet about it. Oh, I think you missed my question. It's like, would you name it? You as Sambatra, would you be able to name it? Uh, Because you found it, would you be able to name anything? From now, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll be able to do that or not. <laughs> okay. Well, we can look forward to a few galaxies or stars being named after Sambatra. That would be very cool. Oh, I hope to. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time today. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Well, I hope to Thank see you. you again next time. Okay, see you. And that's it for this week's episode. If you guys had fun and want to know more about this topic, I've left a link in the description of the blog post above to a series of posters that Simbatra submitted for the Royal Astronomical Society. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. They're really informative posters and they've got some really, really cool graphics as well that I think everybody can appreciate. And yeah, until next time. Cheers.